My name is Matt Brown. I don't know why, but today seems like it's going to be a great day. And let's start the show. It's Thursday, Thursday, the day before Friday, the day after Wednesday, two days after Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, three days out from Monday, a full week from Thursday, a fortnight from the next, cereal on the The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. How are we doing, everybody, on this Thursday, May 6, 2021? And we have a lot in store for you today. Before we get into the fun, I just want to remind you all to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And for exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and check out all the great things that we have to offer from our merchandise store. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle. You really want to get the great merchandise we have to offer, especially for the summer season coming up, whether it's great t-shirts, you want bucket hats, sandals, oh, we got it all and you definitely do not want to miss out on that opportunity at affordable prices the website has our entire archive on it we also have every single video podcast link to our show we have links to every single podcast and network that this show is a part of and it literally is every single podcast and network that you can think of you can also check out the links straight to our youtube page as well and on top of that We have blogs I've written. We have digital shorts. We have so many great things regarding this program. Plus, you can check us out on social media. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. Check out all the great content we have for all of you in the world of social media. So yes, it is a early day in May, May 6th. I hope everybody had a safe and fun Cinco de Mayo yesterday. I hope everybody's been enjoying the spring. In the tri-state area, the leaves are pretty much back. The tulips are popping. The other beautiful flowers and gardens I have seen are all blossoming. It is a beautiful time in the world that we are living in. More people are getting vaccinated. Restrictions are getting eased. We may finally be seeing the end of this pandemic. And as we approach this very big Mother's Day weekend, which I do want to take the time to say happy Mother's Day to the wonderful Donna Narenya Brown. You are a special light in my life. And I love you so much and thank you for helping me develop into the man I hope to be. And you will forever be one of my biggest influences and inspirations. And I can't wait to celebrate Mother's Day with you this Sunday. And the big thing for me this Mother's Day weekend 
the day before, I am going back to Bridgeport, Connecticut to get my final and second dose of the COVID vaccine, the Moderna one. You know, I am ready to do this once and for all. I look forward to putting the COVID fears and stress behind me for my personal body. And though we have just two extra weeks until we're fully vaccinated, which we will be on May 22nd, what is so convenient about that is that May 19th, a huge day in the tri-state area, because pretty much in the states of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, most of the major restrictions are getting eased. I know New York City fully reopens on July 1st, but... The state of New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey are preparing to start the process to get us back into society once and for all. So that is very exciting. You know I will let you all know how Saturday went with the COVID vaccine. I will for sure let you know if I personally feel any symptoms. I luckily did not feel any symptoms during my first COVID vaccine now four weeks ago. And I drove home fine, and I was pretty, pretty lucky to go about my day. I didn't feel any symptoms except a sore arm, which any vaccine you get. So hopefully I could be one of the few lucky ones who does not receive any COVID symptoms after your second dose. I am surely prepared to not going out this weekend or doing anything special. So taking it easy and making sure that I do not fall into any COVID symptoms. And we are still planning to have a show on Monday and Thursday as per usual. So yeah, this is it. I've been waiting for this day for 14 months. The day I can finally take the vaccines needed to be fully vaccinated and Get the COVID stresses out of my system and my psyche, and I can start the new chapter of my life, the life post-pandemic, where this show grows. I enhance my relationships with my family, my very close friends, and all of you, the greatest listeners and fans in the world, the audience of the Productive Conversations podcast, as well as, most importantly, get my career back on track in the world of production. I'm ready to go back to production. I've been doing what I can to make sure I have the opportunities to make that happen, and we're still going to put a strong foot forward and make this happen once and for all and that is to get my career back on track in the world of tv and film production but until then i will enhance the interests and improve myself as a human being and yeah getting ready to make the most of this life as the knicks clinched their first winning season in eight years the new york yankees are starting to figure it out the New York Giants had some awesome draft picks that I'm very, very excited for, especially Kadavius Tony. And I'm just doing what I can to enjoy the podcast and make a better life for myself. So with all of that being said, we have an amazing episode in store, another classic. And why is that? Because my great buddy, Ali Youssef, is on the Productive Conversations podcast. Me and him met at the University of Hartford. We were floor mates. 
him. And if you remember Ryan Bagdikian, who was on the show back in December, we all were floor mates and, you know, got to know each other from playing floor hockey and, you know, having deep conversations in the common room. And yeah, we uh, stayed in touch. I believe we have a respect for each other. And then, you know, catching up for two hours back in April for this podcast only enhanced my respect for this man. It made me appreciate how awesome he is as a human being. And yeah, I really hope that we could continue to grow the relationship we have because I'm such a big fan of this man. I know you all be a big fan of this man as we talk about the U-Heart days, working as an engineer in Manhattan, him getting engaged with his girlfriend, or I should say his fiance, which is probably one of my favorite stories that we have talked about. And that was a very easy video highlight to create. Don't forget to check out our YouTube page to look at those video highlights. And that YouTube page, by the way, is Productive Conversations Podcast, or type in Matt Brown Norwalk and you will see our YouTube channel. And yeah, I mean, we talk about concerts, we talk about movies, we talk about a lot of great stories and good vibes throughout the hour and a half conversation, and I can't wait to start it off right now. So, Ali Youssef, it is your turn. Let's get this rolling. Let's have a productive conversation, and let's get to it. University of Hartford's Hall of Fame. He's one of the best delights. He is a genuine person. I mean, honestly, if you're around this guy, there's just good vibes in the air 24-7. My former floor mate in college, fellow you harder, and a guy I genuinely was hoping that I could somehow be have him a part of this process. Always got along, and I'm really happy he's here today. But we're in for a treat. Ali Youssef is on the Productive Conversations podcast. Ali, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you been? I've been excellent, man. Really have been. You know, just move along with this show, try to avoid the virus, and uh, staying healthy and happy otherwise. Then how about you? Eh, you know, all uh, all is well. All is well. Work is work. You know, life is mm-hmm. life in this pandemic. You know, you really can't uh, you know, go day by day. Definitely. Let's get into that right away. Taking it day by day. So you have had quite a few months over the past since the year started and going in hot after. To start this off, how's your 2021 started, Ali? And um, how have things been otherwise as a whole? Well, you know, 2021 started out pretty, uh, pretty rocking. Uh, me and my lady, we, uh, we got engaged, uh, Christmas Eve, 2020. So that was kind of a nice little, you know, end uh, end the shitty year with, uh, you know, something positive. So that was great. Um, oh, besides, man, that's yeah, so that was, I saw that. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So that was, that was truly awesome. And, um, you know, I love her, her name is, her name is Laura, uh, Laura Donna, you know, so mm-hmm. she's, uh, my lady 
<laughs> Shouts to Lord Donald. Why don't we hop into that right away? Let's start this out a monumental event, if that's okay with you, Ali. So, as you said, New Year's Eve 2020, you Christmas getting Eve. excuse me, sorry, Christmas Eve 2020, still an excellent way to uh have. I mean, I mean, is there anything better, <laughs> really? On no, holiday? But talk to me, Ali. Tell me, first of all, how'd you two meet together? And uh, what led you to the big moment when you decided, I'm ready. This is the this is the time. I'm going to get the ring. I'm going to ask the most important question essentially ever in my life to the woman I love. Could you talk to me first how you guys met? And then if you could explain to us and walk us through the day you asked her in your hand in marriage. Yeah, no, definitely. So, uh, so me and Laura were, uh, we went to the same high school together back in the day. Shout out to, uh, Walter Panis. I, <laughs> I was only there for a year that I transferred to the other high school in my district cause we ended up moving. But you know, after I transferred high school, just never saw her again. That was freshman year of high school, you know, from 2009 to you know, 2017, just never saw her again. You know, went to college, everything. And then when I got back from, uh, when I, you know, after graduation, you know, I ended up working at Home Depot, which was, you know, it was humbling, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, like on that grind to find an engineering job. And like six months into me working there, I see his cashier just like, you know, like out of nowhere. And I'm like, who's this chick? No, like she looks familiar. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm looking at her and it might end up looking like, like at her pretty creepily, I guess, you know, because I'm just like looking, looking at her I'm like, all right, well. I'm gonna go talk Who to her. Is this? So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know this girl from, you know, like uh, high school or something. So, you know, like had the cool, you know, first few days didn't, you know, didn't do anything, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, you know, playing, playing, playing that long game, you know? And then uh, like one, I think it was like, like December of 17. I was like, All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to her. Okay. And it's been a few weeks now. I'm gonna go talk to her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was in the pro desk area, the contractor sales, and which is right next to the cashiers. So I walk up to the, you know, she's the head cashier, you know, so I walk up there. And then the first things that come out of my mouth is, hey, I like your shoes. <laughs> and then she was just like, thanks. And then I was like, yeah. And then I turned around and I'm walking away and I'm just sitting there like, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Who says <laughs> something like that? You know, you know, who, who says something like that? And then, uh, you know, you know, fast forward to like two months later, uh, uh, the HR people at, at Home Depot, you know, they were, you know, had like the Valentine's Day grams and stuff, you know, like send mm-hmm. a flower or whatever to an employee. So, you know, well, on the other hand, cashier, you know, she knew I had a crush on her, you know, so she was like, oh, I already put, uh, I already put a rose in you uh, for her from you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. But truth be told, you know, I'm watching her get this flower from like across the store and she's like blushing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, what has she done? You know, (laughs) 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 and then uh, and then, uh, you know, like a week later. uh, So it's that day, you know, um, we got the digits, you know, You know, like, I'm like, all right, I still got game, got the digits and everything. Uh, real, now you're in the real world, feeling good. Yeah, no, I'm like, all right. And then a week later, our uh, our first date was uh, watching Black Panther in theaters. How about that monumental yeah. movie right yeah. there? 
Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, you know? Definitely, man. You know, R.I.P. Chadwick, for sure. R.I.P., but yeah, that was uh, that was our first date. And uh, it just, you know, became, you know, like we started hanging out every single day. And then about a month and a half after, you know, we started, like, seeing each other, mm-hmm. um, I started at my new job in the city. You know, you know, I got the job and everything. And so I'll think of Home Depot. So I'm like, oh, this is a bummer. But post, uh, you know, like April 1st that, you know, that year, you know, I got my job and, uh, you know, like I would, after work, I would come back from the city and you know, stop by Home Depot. She worked those closing shifts. So I'd stop by Home Depot mm-hmm. every single day, you know, you know, say hey to her, hang out for a little bit. And uh, that was very cool. And well, not very cool. No, no, she's, <laughs> and then, you know, and then, you know, and then, so we've actually, fun fact, we've actually been long distance more than we've been mm-hmm. together. Um, like I would say, so our three anniversary is uh, coming up in about less than a month. May, uh, May 4th is our. Look at that. Yeah. So May 4th is uh, our anniversary. And so is it, so three years, which is crazy to me, honestly. Definitely. That's, that's dedication. Can yeah. you now talk to us, you know, dating for, you know, years at this point, obviously you get that butterfly feeling. Can you talk to us and walk us through the decide the moment you decided I'm going to ask this girl yeah. to marry me. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you know, flash forward two years, you know, she was living here for like almost a year back in New York. She mm-hmm. was, she's back and you know, she went back to Florida to start school and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like it was, it was a tough long distance thing. And, you know, I know but exactly like, you know, like, like originally though, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know, um, you know, like I flew down, she flew up, like we're seeing each other at least every like month and a half, you know, like it That's wasn't, really wasn't anything too crazy. And then March of 2020 hit, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that's when, you know, long distance became, all right, well, we went from long distance to being long distance in a pandemic, which was, yeah. uh, was brutal. And I was supposed to see her like a week after the pandemic started too. I had oh, flights, man. yeah, with my sister to fly down to Florida for her spring break and that ended up not happening. But, you know, that pandemic was very humbling for us, I would say, you know, it was, you know, there were some, you know, rough spots, there's rough spots in every relationship, but the fact that we managed to get by. Yeah. Right. So, you know, between, you know, January of 2020, you know, I didn't see her until, until June last year, you know, that was, you know, like six months was our longest time apart. And yeah. Uh, and, and also at that time, we didn't know when would you be yeah, able to let out of the house over. on top of that. And, you know, like I'm thankful, you know, at, at some point, you know, last June, I was able to work from Florida. So I drove down the pandemic was like, mm-hmm. it was, it was going, but you know, I drove down there and, uh, there's been some clear I, roads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, well, I will say no traffic, no, <laughs> no traffic in a pandemic driving to Florida on I-95. Um, and, you know, I drove down, I was there for a month and, you know, that definitely helped, you know, and I was there for a full month. And like after that visit, it was like, okay, um, I'm like pretty positive, like 99.999% positive that this is the girl I want to marry. Look at that. You know, she... Like every time I'm with her, it's just like, all right, you know, she's, she's the OG. She like, I love her. You know, she makes mm-hmm. me smile. She makes my heart fucking you not know, go out of my chest. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, you and know then, what these songs are all about now. 
Yeah, man, either. you know, <laughs> like now I know what those boys to men guys were singing, you know, back in the day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, amen. Like you never know, you know, what the, what these boy bands were singing back in the day until, <laughs> until, you know, you, uh, you find someone. And, right. And then last, uh, last summer I bought the ring and uh i held that thing in my pocket for like five months man that thing, that thing was <laughs> that thing was burning a hole in uh in my underwear drawer i will say were you waiting for the right moment were you uh oh, you i was know, just that? waiting to i was just waiting to see her again you mm. know and then you know it worked out that you know she's not you know she flew up for the holidays she was here for two weeks and then you know christmas eve big day and you know, a big day and uh you know i was i was freaking shaking man yeah did you like when you woke that day of christmas christmas eve 2020 were you waking up you're like okay here we go this is it did you watch like detroit youtube videos how to get engaged or like (laughs) no seriously i was like i was like all right how to not be a nervous wreck before doing this you know huge (laughs) commitment thing and uh you know like i had all my friends there my family it's at my house all my friends and family there and it was it was great. And, uh, you know, it's so like, so like, you know, like I was, I didn't do it right away. You know, like we're, we're taking pictures first, you know, like mm-hmm. people like nonchalant There's nothing crazy going on here. You know, we're all just taking pictures and then, you know, taking a picture to go by the Christmas tree and her, her, you know, her arms around me. And she goes, whispers over to me. She goes, why is your, why is your heart racing so fast? And I'm sitting there like sweating. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> nervous about what we're going to have for dinner. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, uh, mom's food smells too good right now. You know, like I'm, uh, now I'm getting, getting super hungry right now. And then, you know, we, you know, I'd be old, you know, like two minutes later, you know, I was down on one knee and I, and when I got that down on one knee, I was like, oh, this is actually happening. This is your mom. This is your moment, huh? And yeah, it's actually happening. And it was beautiful, man. And honestly, I am. So you know, I'm seeing her in less than a month. So, you know, I mean, I'm going down for her spring break now. You know, I'm, right. uh, I'm driving down there and I'm excited to see her. You know, I haven't seen her since the holidays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that week is going to be amazing. You know, just, you know, just this year is going to make, you know, like with the stress at work and her stress with, you know, fishing up school. She's in clinicals in the hospitals and everything yeah. and urgent cares. You know, she's, you know, she's stressed out. And, like me at work, you know, I'm, I'm nonstop and, uh, you know, I'm stressed out at this, but, you know, it always manages to unstress us out. You know, like, like the second I see her, I'm just like, all right, like even more FaceTime, I'm like, all right, I'm not stressed anymore. Mm-hmm. And the okay. second we hang up, I'm like, all right, well, I'm stressed again. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that warm weather too, man. But wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Ali, thank you so much for sharing that for me and my audience. You're an awesome dude, man. No, you, you you really deserve this happiness. I'm really happy you. for you and can't wait to see where this goes for you, man. This th- this is this is awesome, man. You really gave me a great video highlight just now, too. So thank you, thank you man. <laughs> really hyped it. Congratulations it. again. So yeah, and also shouts to her Lord, what she does is in the health field and you know, always pre-post during pandemic too. So shouts to her and what she's done and uh guys can take this world on. So Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Man. So I'm thrilled. Thank you, man. Really thrilled for you. Uh, shout out to my honey, Laura, by the way. Love you, babe. Shouts to Laura Deed. Thank you for tuning in, Laura, and all you do. So, man, look at that. So now you're engaged, living it up, feeling good. 
So basically, my other question for you is, as we are winding down in the pandemic, though not completely out, but we're looking good on, I would say, you know, third base and make sure we all keep getting vaccinated stuff. Next to, you know, planning a wedding and uh, all that jazz. What are your plans for a post-pandemic now that we can get rid of the new normal and now focus on other things in life? Oh man, post-pandemic, you know, honestly, like I haven't really thought about a post-pandemic in such a long time, you know, Mm. it's been like, like that's the point, man, where like I'm watching these movies, right? And I see like these like old movies and like just people like not wearing masks and shit in these mm-hmm. movies and i'm looking at them like 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 yo like why are you so close to that dude then i'm like oh yeah that's, <laughs> that's normal life you know like yeah. we're just we're just in a shit show right now but post pandemic man you know like i i truly just want to you know like appreciate the, the basic freedom that we had you know yeah. you know we didn't know we had and then you know just go back to living life to the fullest you know like this pandemic you know really truly you know like taught us that like tomorrow is really not promised you know, so sure. like at, at this point, you know, we just got to just live every moment, you know, even if it's just, you know, like something you know, stupid and reckless or something, you know, like worthwhile, you know, just live in the moment. And, you know, like I really appreciate every single day. And what, you know, first thing I'm going to do after this pandemic, I just want to like walk in my office, you know, just not wearing a mask or walk to Grand Central, maybe just sit yeah. on the train, you know, just, you know, like, you know, I commute down to the city every single day and just, you know, sit on the train and just not wear a mask, you know, um, you know, just oh, the first thing, though, that I want to do is go to a concert. Yes. Man. Tell me about it. Oh, my. Like, look back at these memories, you know, and so like one of my favorite bands is uh, A Day to Remember. And yeah. so like in college, you know, I saw them, you know, they were in Connecticut every year I was in college and I saw them every single year from the first time to the last time I saw them. It was great. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I love. And then, you know, I just miss music, man. I miss like that's the point where like I'm watching these videos of live music videos on YouTube, you know, of like live mm-hmm. concerts and stuff just to have like the essence of of being at a concert, you know, because it comes to the point where like I'm getting sick and tired of the you know, studio recorded version of songs. Yeah. I want, I want some live stuff. You know, I want, I want some grunge. I want some heart and soul to it. I want some instrumentation. I want people exactly. to go crazy at there. out. I know exactly yeah. what you mean, man. I'm sorry. Are you about to say something else? No, no. Just, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been thinking about concerts on the reg too. And, you know, I'm always been a big music fan, but I really didn't start going to concerts until really college. Um, even though I just, something I didn't do like around that time of my life and went to bunch, you know, back in Hartford, the, uh, what's that place called? The Xfinity center. Xfinity center. Yeah. Seen some shows there, <laughs> seen some people at the garden, seen, you know, the various theaters in New York and where I'm in at in Westchester, Fairfield County. It's crazy how that part of life <laughs> really put extremely on hold. So just vanished, you know? Yeah. And it's also crazy to think, wow, there were times we were really stuck on top of each other. <laughs> and man, that's yeah. that's the ultimate thing I'm waiting for to just any live event from that and live sports too. It's it's oh, cringing. Too, yeah. It's cr- it's you really miss it. And like, you know, the band Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah. 
yeah, I'm waiting. They have this humongous reunion tour. If you, I don't know if you heard or not. And they scheduled for 2020. Actually got the tickets only to um, not go. <laughs> exactly. Not go. Push it back exactly a year. The same ticket exactly a year later in August 2021 with Run the Jewels opening for them. And then we have the just announced today that they're going to push it back until 2022. Exact same ticket. So it will literally take years to get to this one show. Oh, my God. That's, and, like, that's like that's like being stuck in traffic for two years, you know, yeah, getting to the concert. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Rage Against the Machine is a band I only listen to live. So, I mean, I like their studio stuff, but I love watching yeah. their live concerts on YouTube all the time. And, uh, boy, that concert, assuming it, assuming then you know, summer 2022, we're way past that point, hopefully. And man, I got to take that all in. And that's going to be the big one waiting years. To oh, see. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that concert, you know, yeah, that's years in the making at that point. Oh, it's going to be epic. I just it's just got to be like, that's the big show I'm waiting for. I'd love to see Chili Peppers live. Yeah. OK, so Chili Peppers are like numero uno in my heart, man. Numero uno for me. Awesome. A true live band too. I just like, like you said, I mostly love watch like watching love. I love watching live concerts all the time. YouTube has made yeah. it so easy now. When you see the one hour yeah. video, like yes. So like when when you meant when I mentioned before about you know watching concerts live on YouTube, it's literally I only watch like Chuck Peppers concerts live. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure yeah. I have like over a thousand views on this like this uh, the Slane Castle concert. That's my favorite oh, yeah. live performance. You know that's that's one of their best ones. Two hour show. You play that at work you know and then you know next thing you know two hours pass by i'm like all right well i'll just play it again and two more hours will pass by there's not one bad song off that live from slate castle even the cover then no. they cover ramones and uh stuff like that oh, yeah. the venice queen goes hard oh, yeah. my favorite song live off that concert was uh so you my favorite song from them is uh, throw away your television yeah and 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 the live performance you know like every concert flea does this like you know wacky crazy bass solo and then the song starts the song is great you know but after that song and every single concert they play this little like riff and you know sometimes anthony sings with this sometimes he doesn't but you know when he's going like you know like don't you ever leave and he repeats that over and over and over again and then flea and john just jam for three minutes and chad is just banging away yeah. on those drums it's like i'm pretty sure i have to replace him after that song because there's probably holes all over them and <laughs> you know like like i could listen to that live performance of that song over and over and over and never get tired of it like i literally get never. goosebumps every time i hear about it and we also have John Fashade returning to the band too. He re- they announced yeah. the return right before the pandemic. Dude, you know, man, that that killed me. That killed me for once. You know, John <laughs> was like, "Yo, I'm back." And then pandemic, and I'm like, "So is like no concert, no new album." We're sitting here waiting. You know, like I'm trying to refresh. I'm like, "Is there gonna be a new album soon?" Don't get me wrong. You know, Josh Klinghoffer was a good guitarist, but personally, man, he didn't fit the vibe of the band. You know, exactly. He didn't, uh, he, and, you know, he's a talented guy and, you know, like he, you know, he put out two good albums with the band, you know, you know, get away and I'm with you, you know, they're, uh, they're two good albums, you know, get away is, high. it's I, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, he put out two good albums and yeah, you know, it's kind of salty how he left, you know, they kind of, they kind of like, Hey, well, you know, John wants back. So <laughs> you know, we're just going to yeah. talk to you later. 
And, you know, he did Josh did get into the Rocker Hall of Fame as official member. He was only an official mm-hmm. member for two years. So, I mean, that's somewhat yeah. of a fair trade off. And that's yeah, it's it's uh, that's the core sounds the prime. We know Chili Peppers have had different guitarists throughout their whole the oh, whole yeah. bandship. But that is the ultimate one is the John Fushante years. And I understand the tough pill to swallow. And I'd be pretty upset, too. But just know you're making a lot of chili pepper diehards appreciate the move. Yeah, man. You know, like, yeah, I think, you know, John's been part of what, six of their like nine or 10 albums yeah. that they have out now. And, you know, he was, and he was a big part of like, you know, some of their biggest albums, you know, like Californication, you know, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And Stadium Arcadium too. Stadium Arcadium, you know, like some, some of their biggest albums, you know, John was a part of. And, you know, you can immediately differentiate John's guitar playing versus Josh's guitar playing. You know, John right. is, you know, like melodic, you know, like he, he could literally just break that guitar's neck within a second because he is playing so with so much passion, you know. And with Josh, it just kind of sounds like he just has, has some pedal on with distortion on it and he's yeah. just playing some, you know, cloudy notes. And it's like, all right, man, you know, like you're a good guitarist, but you... You know, it sounds like you're in a high school metal band right now. Sorry. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't be wrong. Uh, what's your favorite song from the Chili Peppers? My favorite Chili Peppers song is, you know what I'm going to go with? I really love this song, Suck My Kiss. That's the one that started yeah. it all for me. Yeah. You know, I really Great got song. into rock music because of Guitar Hero franchise. And, you know, Guitar Hero Franchise Plus, iTunes, gift cards, it was heaven. And then I would just, I learned that how my library had every CD before Spotify. That's where I got my music from and just down, burned the CDs off. So suck my kiss off of Guitar Hero 3. I think it was like one of the bonus tracks. And then Mm -hmm. I just Googled, I, I remember I Googled it and I saw it live and then like, bam. It was their Woodstock 99 set. Oh, we yeah. playing na- naked. And yep. honestly, that uh, that changed it all. That became my favorite band ever since. And they're a part uh, of this wall in the back. And, uh, and I love the Chili Peppers. Gilly, what's your favorite Chili Pepper song? So between, so I mentioned before, you know, throw away your television. And between that, yes. I would say... I had to pick one more, you know, like put, you know, like put a gun to my head and play that song right now. Um, I had to say, uh, uh, other side from, from the communication oh, yeah. album. So, you know, I started playing bass guitar because of, of flea. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not great at bass, mind you, you know, like I'm, I'm above mediocrely average, you know, like I can, I can hold my own you know, for the most hey, part. Hey, as long as you can hold your own, that's what counts. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, we're in high school, you know, battle the bands kind of thing, talent mm-hmm. show thing. Me, and my friend, and my, my other friend, you know, we played other side, and you know that little bass solo in there. And oh yeah, voice, you know, he was killing it. My drummer, our drummer was killing it. You know, it was just a good time, and uh, I love that song. You know, it's very, very dark and uh, and twisted, and the music video is kind of like you're on LSD. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's just a very, very twisted song. Hella trippy, but um, like I love that. I love that. That and all, also like uh, thinking like off that album, like Scar Tissue, you know. Oh, like yeah. Flip, that is my know. favorite Chili Peppers album, the Kyle Fortication one. Yeah. Like, you know, I got to think, you know, with, uh, you know, that one with Anthony's drug overdoses and his mm-hmm. drug use and same thing with John, you know, that song was just like, you know, like 
we we can overpower it. Here we are now. You know, you know, we we put that dark in the past. You know, we had the scars to show for it, but you know, we got you just push forward. We're and happy that they are song. here. And Absolutely. we and I just so I'm appreciative that they seem to generally want to play again. Like that's what's cool about once we're okay for concerts and have the crowds. There's so many bands hungry to tour again. We'll probably see bands broken up, reunite over this. Yeah. We're going to see some, we're just, we're, it, we cannot be in a better spot. I mean, once we have to get through this last hurdle of it, I think that's what it'd be cool. And it's nice, you know, you know, no offense. I mean, they, I'm sure they agree. You know, they are in their fifties now, but they still rock as hard as they were when they're oh, our yeah. age. And yeah. that's what, I mean, that's what I really, as the older I get, like, wow, these, like, when I watch like, old the who or or stones mm-hmm. when they were performing recently bruce springsteen i was like wow we're very lucky they still want to do this there's definitely some yeah. people who don't but these oh, yeah. guys do and think about it you know uh chili peppers just celebrated their 40 year anniversary or 39 year picture picture it's 40 i think i think 1981 yeah, or 82 so. that's that's a double you know you know you know they're pushing you know 40 years as a group and that's just wild yeah, you know, that the fact that, and they've only had like such small little hiatuses, but uh, that's wild that you know forty years and they're still playing. And I would say but, as a whole, they're pretty relevant too. Like Getaway was, yeah. you know, in there. Like there were people respected, and there was out there. Like yeah. Dark Necessities was a pretty popular song, and again, that's just where we appreciate. Thank God they still yeah, are yeah. at it and want to do it. <laughs> When I was younger, you know, I was like, you know, like, you know, like no one knows who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. And then until I realized, you know, how big yeah. their fan base, like, you know, like, like I thought I was the only, you know, Chili Pepper fan in the world. That <laughs> <is> not, <laughs> not the case whatsoever. Oh, you know, yeah. they are, they are a legendary, legendary band. And, you know, I've never seen them live before. Me neither. So. Just favorite. I just love checking them out. Everyone I've heard. Everyone who said they've seen them live say it's one of the best concerts of their entire life. Because yeah. again, actual instrumentation, passion, moving around, and again, you just appreciate that they still want to. Yeah, I'm do pretty it. sure I would cry if I saw them live. Like I'm Fair almost enough. positive I would cry. You know, absolutely. When they have under the bridge right there, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll, like I'll just be in tears the whole way, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going to the next show because I was just crying the whole first one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, what if they got to play at your wedding? Like a big surprise. (laughs) Get a viral video out there. That would be the most legendary thing. Like, Talk about greatest day of your life. Honestly. Oh, my God. On top of marrying the girls your dreams. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, like, yo, could this get any better? (laughs) Hey, you never know, man. You never know. Are there any other... I have a question for you, Ali. First, we're going to go with two. Talk to me about some bands who are no longer with us, whether they broken up or, you know, they uh, someone sadly is no longer with them in the band or artists in general. Who are like some bands who are no bands are artists that aren't active now, whether, you know, for the various reasons that you would still love to see live? Oh, man, that is that is a tough question. So and I'm going to start off with one that's pretty recent, you know, and it's not really a band, but it was a rapper, uh, Juice World. Yeah, I, I was. So I was a huge Juice World fan, uh, fan. No one knew why I love Juice World, but like I just loved all his music, you know, mm-hmm. like he's on the wall, too. Know. Actually, he's up there. Yeah. You know, and uh, 
you know, like when he's like, you know, thinking about his heartbreak, I'm in the car driving, just like, and Grant, my heart's not broken, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I feel you, bro. You know, like, <laughs> like I feel you, man. And, uh, oh man. So, you know, RIP juice, you know, that when, when his death hit, you know, I, I was just like, wow. Okay. Well, depression just into yeah depression, you know? i remember that I very upset i was big in a juice world too like i don't know it just like it was a stumble upon me spotify and like i would i listened right before and i was generally upset i remember waking up and seeing that and like i even wrote like a post like wow this really we really lost a real one yeah man you know he was he was a talented artist he was and he was young too, you know. Like even in one yeah. of his songs, he says, "You know, like I ain't making it past 21." He died a week after his 21st birthday. Like, yeah, that's what, that's pretty. What's long. up with that? You know, and you know, like he was saying, like you know, like he's probably gonna be part of the 27 club. You know, uh-huh. and sadly, you know, six years prior to his 27th birthday, he passed yeah. away. But oh, it's very sad. Let's see, you know, other uh, other groups that are no longer with us. You know, that is. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's crazy when you ask somebody a question and then like they forget every band they ever knew ever <laughs> in the world you know and i'm sitting there i'm like i'm like do i listen to other music at all um oh man that's that's a tough i would have to say you know one of them would be uh not technically still active but i would love to see blink 182 with tom delange yes you know, as, that's a great one that's a you know, i would love to see you know the other you know, og trio even though travis is not the original drummer but you know they were they you know they are the og trio though you know matt travis and tom right and you know yeah i would love to see them you know you know Grant, i saw them at uh in hartford like two years ago back in 2019 some some of the brothers and um little wayne opened for them that was that was weird that was that was a weird show. It was the a little Wayne, little Wayne opening for <laughs> opening for Blake and too. That was that was that was a weird show. Um, hey, still lead, hey, that still counts. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, you know, you know, their current guitarist, he's good. Yeah, Matt, I like Skiba. Matt, Matt, Matt Skiba, Yeah, no, he's he's good, and he he also has very similar vocal ranges to Tom. So you know, like all the old stuff they're playing, it's still yeah, for the most part sounds like them you know like any new fan honestly probably wouldn't even notice that uh right. <laughs> uh, that you know that's not the original guitarist and, and you know, travis I, parker dates chloe kardashian now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what a guy <laughs> right <laughs> what a guy lucky man i'm telling you <laughs> uh, and you know one one that i would say you know possibly you know everyone's most common but queen you know, yeah. you know if i was I was alive in that era or you know you know if freddie mercury was still alive i would love to go see uh queen because you know he was a soul that was taken way too early mm-hmm. way i mean too early in life he probably is the very best arguably the very best to go in front of a crowd of true crowd control mm-hmm. like not it, it was so natural how good he was in front of an audience yeah. and it, it really was beautiful admirable to watch and uh did you like bohemian rhapsody I actually haven't seen it. Really? I don't, I don't know how. I just, I just, it, it just never. I think I've seen like five minutes of it. My dad was playing it on TV, and I walked mm. by, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to watch it. And I just never have. You know, yeah. you, know you would think, you know, like a whole, like a whole pandemic would go by, and I would <laughs> give you the part at least movie. two of those hours. And just nah, just haven't, uh, haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah, it is good. I like it. But, you know, it is very toned down. It's a PG-13 movie about mm-hmm. uh, Queen. And I think, you know, they had they did talk about inaccuracies, but the story and acting itself that you just get the spirit is most important. Yeah. But yeah, Absolutely. like Queen live. I mean, I watch live. Eight, I watch like the live eight set list like once a month. And it's just like the prime example of how you work a crowd. Oh, yeah. And we'll never oh, yeah. get a crowd that into it with phones nowadays, too. Yo, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, man. You know, like this is other pack, uh, podcast I listen to, uh, the Ross Bolin podcast. I don't know if you've uh, if you've heard of it, but uh, I'm not familiar. But that sounds uh, that's another one I will check out. Tell me it one more time. Uh, the Ross Bolin podcast. Ross he was, Bolin. He was uh, he's an ex uh, uh, TFM employee, and you know the oh, book okay, cool. uh, t- uh, Total Frat Move. He wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he great. wrote that book. So you know, you know, a uh, great podcast. Definitely but, check you know, it out. Yeah, no problem, man. And you know, he always says, um, "Just once, everybody knows." So, so by that, he means you know, one picture, whether you're at a football game, whether you're at a concert, whether you're at some opera, whether you're at, you're like you're like <laughs> at a freaking uh, Broadway show. Take one picture just to let everybody know, and that's it. Put your freaking phone away, man. Yeah. You know. You know. Like live in the moment of the concert. I. <laughs> Who whoever goes back into their camera roll to watch a crappy video that they took at a concert three years yep. ago? Nobody. You are literally, literally. And when I see people post their like two hour long Snapchat stories about their concert, I'm mm-hmm. still like tapping away, and it's just you know still more concert. And I'm like I'm like, are you even watching the show? Yeah, you're wasting your money. You're losing focus. You might as well watch it on yeah. YouTube if you're yeah. going to just shoot like, it. Like you're literally watching a live concert through a screen. And I'm like, all right, just you know, take one to let them know. Move on from that. Like, I, I really don't understand why, you know, like, you know, like kids nowadays think that like, oh, yeah, I'm going to post this whole concert on, on, on Instagram. I'm like, no, you take one picture. Yeah. Yeah. I get a few pictures here and there if you want, you know, but like. Like I would say, limit yourself to like two minutes max of recorded video. I I no? I totally agree, man. One of my biggest mantras: memories over money. And like, it's hard to create memories again. Like you said, if you're focused on getting content being created, this is your chance. Yeah. You, you usually, you only get one one shot for years, depending on the band, how busy a band or group is. You got to take it in because it's not going to be the same once it's gone. So. No, absolutely not. Like, you know, like whenever I go to my first Chili Pepper show, I am I am watching. Taking the moment show. in. I'm taking one picture just so everybody knows, and then I'm moving on from there. Definitely. Uh, I, I, like, I, I'm like, doing uh, the memories, the same suit. Memories the same that suit. you're going to lose if, you know, like, yeah, there's memory, you know, quote unquote, on your phone. You're not going to watch it again. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, once it's saved, it's gone forever. At that point, you lost the memory. You know, like you, you aren't gonna remember two years from now, like when you're at that amazing concert or amazing football game or whatever. You know, like you know, I can't remember that. You know, that, you know, that game or that show. Well, you know, you're on your phone the entire time. So whose fault is it there? <laughs> exactly. You know, some of the bands I'd really like to see. Like, I would have loved to see Led Zeppelin live Ooh. in their peak. Job bottle oh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. I've never, I've only met one person who actually said they saw him live. He, he said, she said, um, when I worked at Kohl's, she said, uh, yeah, it was a profound experience. That was her literal words. A profound experience. Okay. Yeah. I, I would love to see Nirvana live. 
I mean, that would have been badass. See, that's one that I, you know, can't figure out when you ask, you know, every single band I've ever, I've ever known just forgotten, you know, Nirvana. Yeah, man. R.I.P. to Kurt. R.I.P. to Kurt. Yeah, his anniversaries, I think, coming up, mm-hmm. sadly. Um, yeah, those big ones. I mean, it would have been great to see the Who in their prime, the Keith Moon Who, who mm-hmm. I think would have been a real joy. And yeah, those are who I'd say for who's no longer with them. But what about the artists who still you're still able to get? Obviously, besides the Chili Peppers, like I would really like to see Green Day. I have to make that possible. Uh, I'd love to see Kanye West live. If I could make I was, that happen. I was literally going to say I was going to say, you know, uh, Kanye West as uh, as well. You know, and uh, if I could travel back in time, you know, to 2008 and nine. Oh, before, yeah. You know, before Kanye lost his shit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if I can go back to 09 and see Kanye in his prime. Yeah. You know, like my like, dark twisted like, fantasy. Like, like imagine going to a concert, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, like my dark twisted fantasy just came out, you know, like, like that's just insane. Yeah. Like, like I had a friend who said, you know, like he saw Kanye a few years ago and he went on like a 45 minute monologue. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like Kanye just losing his shit at this point. You know? Listen, I get Kanye has made questionable decisions. And I but, do back him up though. You know, he, he, he's also been through some shit. Yeah, definitely. So, Absolutely. So, you know, we don't know what people are going through at the end exactly. of the day. And, but Kanye, for any true person who likes not only music but entertainment he literally puts his heart and soul from the visuals to the lighting obviously to all the different emotion and range songs kanye is somebody who's a living legend whether we like to accept it or not like he like i have to i have to see him live and put this man's craft it's just inspiring over anything you know oh yeah Oh yeah, you know, like it's just funny. Uh, my Dark Twisted Fancy was like my most, uh, like top five most played albums on Spotify mm-hmm. last year. You know, like he, you know, like he put his soul into his music. You know, and like my favorite Kanye interview that I've I've ever seen is when when Katrina happened. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. And just with. Without skipping a beat, George Bush hates black people. And I know that is not true. I yeah. know for a fact that it's not true. But when when he said that, you know, granted, you know, like I didn't watch that when I was like nine years old when that happened or whatever, you know. <laughs> but like when I first see videos of that now, I'm like, man, Kanye said that on on live television. My favorite reaction was Chris Rock once was in the next frame and he's been there yeah. like yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you also had Mike Myers in the same thing with him, and he's like, <laughs> "I bet you, I bet you a hundred bucks right now." Mike Myers had no idea who the fuck Kanye West is, and also <laughs> vice versa. Kanye West had no idea who the fuck Mike uh, Mike Myers. Was. <laughs> hey, we gotta get this money for charity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good That's stuff. someone another person I want to see make a comeback is Mike Myers on mm-hmm. his movies. That was, that's gonna be a great day when he comes out. Uh imagine a modern day Austin Powers. Oh, oh why? In a world in a world, Ali, where we have so many movie movie series coming back from it coming to America's and you know, uh 
Power Rangers came back a few years. I mean, everything with everything getting rebooted. Mm-hmm. Frasier's getting rebooted. Why can't isn't an awesome power is perfect? Yeah, awesome powers is Hunter thinks exactly what we need right now. Yes, that you know, that that's is like the same thing with like uh, Jim Carrey doing a new uh, a new uh, Ace Ventura. Like yeah. I would just you know turn uh, to turn the game around. How about um, Happy Gilmore or coming back? Isn't ooh. a perfect movie? I yeah. lost my body. I need to go back and to prove I still have it. Bam, movie. And honestly, Adam Sandler has the power to make any movie he wants yeah. in this world. So, you know, he, he very well could make a happy sequel and then no one would complain. Nobody. No one, even even if it was the worst movie on this planet, everyone <laughs> would still be lining up to watch it. All right. Because no, I'd be just, in that shit. Exactly. You know, like it's an Adam Sandler production. Apparently, I haven't seen a picture of the girl who plays love interest. Apparently, she looks the same. I listened to this podcast called The Rewatchables, and they did um they just go over a movie, uh, these these uh film fans and uh did Happy Gilmore, and she said, Yeah, I forgot the actress's name, but um she said she looks the exact same. So again, everyone's still around. Um, you know a funny, a funny thing about uh Happy Gilmore, a fun fact. So we all know about Chubbs mm-hmm. and uh he wasn't the original pick, uh, Carl Edwards. Do you know who John Amos is? Yeah. He was the original pick for Chubbs. And oh, uh, I did not know that. Then there was this rumor. They said there is this rumor going around that he was the original pick. He uh, passed it for whatever reason. And then one of the uh, interviewers who was in the rewatchables, he came up to him and he said, hey, you know about this movie, Happy Gilmore? Um, yeah, the golf movie. And he literally said to him, whatever happened to that movie? <laughs> <laughs> this was literally like a few years ago that happened. So like 17 years later, or maybe 20 years Jeez. later, like whatever happened to that movie? Much? <laughs> maybe Jeez. it's better off. He wouldn't have cringed as much if he wasn't mm-hmm. known as Chubbs. Mm-hmm. But oh, man, great. other movies, we got to get back that. I what what else we has to return? I mean, all that came back. I saw again. Everything's come back. The the bad boys. You need to have like a. Toy Story came back. Yeah. Oh man, Toy Story four man, that ending put me uh you know oh. one one manly tear coming down my cheek, and I was like, hold it in, hold it in, man. Well, my MB reviews, I did that, and there is if you look in the story highlights. For anyone who wants a screenshot to use of me later in the future for a meme, I mean, what do you buzz say goodbye? How could that uh, the entire millennials? That's that's a monumental movement. No. Yeah, dude. And, you know, you know, Woody gave it all up for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Less kids. It's OK if it's for a girl that you haven't like, seen. Yo, in years. <laughs> like, like you just you just tossed your bro aside. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right, man. I wonder if Tom Hanks just sits and, and reflects on his life. And he's like, man, I did a lot of cool shit. So um, I was watching this uh, this thing. Um, uh, who's uh, who's that British talk show host that's very famous and he uh, Graham is- King? Not Greg. Um, uh, I know you. Exactly- uh, Graham Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton. Graham Norton's Irish. Norton. He's great. He's, great YouTuber. Yeah. Oh, he is. He is a. 
you know, like, abs- like I think, you know, you know, like British, British talk show TVs are probably even better than American talk show TV. Absolutely. They By let far. them drink. They, they really get, they really let it all out. Like, like there's no holding back with what British talk show. And, you know, <laughs> Tom Hanks was telling a story when he was on it, that there's this kid in the elevator and he had like a, a Woody toy. And oh. he was like, he took us to the kid and he goes, you know like in the voice you know like like that's me that's me and the mom knew who tom hanks was and the kids like like no it's not and the mom's like, no honey you know he's the guy who plays the voice and it's just a whole whole thing. i thought that was so funny it must, you had having an iconic voice like that that is so cool right i love hearing the stories like there gabe you i've had on the show before he was at a grocery store and he heard a familiar voice from his favorite video game he's like i've heard that voice at a cbs he goes up and it turns out to be the voice of Trevor from GTA five. <laughs> oh, wow. And you got a picture with him and everything. Wow. Like, I will say you must have a lot of hours on GTA five. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, if you're just hearing his voice, just uh, constantly playing in your head. You know, I finally beat GTA five over the pandemic in April. Finally, what? eight years late but totally worth it yeah, i know i i just started playing it to the pandemic i think i like halfway through and i'm like all right that was just a, you know it's like enough murder for a little while i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna stop running over civilians and go back to my normal life <laughs> talk about things that need to come back gta 6 yeah i keep seeing these po- you know these posts everywhere you know like, you know like they're slowly in development with that and that game's gonna be you know like a solid 10 years in the making Oh, it's you could trust Rockstar. And, and the thing is, though, you know, you know, they, you know, they keep adding stuff to GTA Five, which makes it yeah. seem to me that GTA Six is not going to happen for quite some time. You know, like it's a mm-hmm. service GTA Five are still constantly being worked. You know, you work. You know, like, yeah. Like GTA Online is still popping. <laughs> Literally, you know, like like it, it's you know like, like like people are playing GTA Five like it came out last week. And it came out our freshman year of college. Remember, uh, on the guys on our floor, you know, they would always, uh, you know, they were always playing GTA Five and stuff when it first came out. And I'm like, oh yeah, that game looks awesome. I didn't get it oh. until seven years later. I remember exactly that. That was a big deal. Like our first month into school, yeah, people were were playing that all over the whether you were, I mean, everywhere. The all the complexes and hall calls and yeah legendary and again me too was seven years late but totally mm-hmm. worth it i totally think i could beat all well i mean it's a one-player game but if we were doing some like search and destroy or some battle um team death match i feel confident with my skills oh yeah while we hit that in at you heart memories ali we met I, we met one of the first people i met in school we were fourth floor D complex. This is really bad. I can't remember the name of the building. Yo, I got you, bro. Fourth floor D comp. We were in Smith. <laughs> yes, yes. With Ryan back, Dickian. Yep. Um, still <laughs> another person part of the show. Man, uh, you know what's crazy, man? You know, out of everybody on on our floor, you know, I'm pretty sure. Only like six of us ended up staying. Yeah. You know, the entire, uh, it was uh, me, uh, Steve. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Steve, by the way, my homie. Shout out to Day Steve. One. Hope all is well. Day one, you know, Ryan, he wanted it. one of the OGs. 
There were the, two are the two heart school kids that were in the corner that no one talked to because you know, yep. they were super shy and never wanted to come out of the room because we were too uh, loud and noisy for them. <laughs> and then uh, Jalil. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. We, we, how about that, man? I Yo, mean. fun fact. Shout out to Jalil, though. My voicemail is still Jalil's voice. He recorded a voicemail for me. <laughs> and I kept it because, you know, when he, you know, like, it's, one, one, it's one of the first months of school, and Jalil was like, Yo, man, do a great white voice. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. Well, you know, like, make, uh, make my voicemail. And it's, uh, it's great. It's great. And, you know, like, people still call me and go, Is that you and your voice? And I'm like, Nah. That's my homie Jalil. That's hilarious. My brother, my youngest brother, has the uh, the joke, and you know the one where you call and he's like, "Hello," and then you wait five minutes later, "Hello," ha, just kidding. And my brother's thank goodness he's going to play college football at Wagner College. But I was just thinking, man, all the recruiters are trying to call you and they hear that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, fuck this kid. Thank God that didn't get that far. One of my managers was like, what is up with your voice now? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm never going to change it. <laughs> the voice was like, it's like, it's like, it's like, hello, you have reached Ali for office hours. Please call me. <laughs> Oh, Yo. man, freshman year man that that was some crazy times you know and i will say our uh our glow up compared mm-hmm. to uh freshman year bro you know me My and you goodness you we were me and you basically freshman year we uh so every other freshman in school you know we were basically you know straight out of an era style catalog mm-hmm. you know like, <laughs> rocking american eagle those like Air Postal shirts and everything, you know, that's what we look like. Fresh I was, I, I look at, you know, my mom on her desktop has a collage of pictures literally since I was kindergarten. There's like mm-hmm. 20,000 pictures and I cringe every time looking at my <laughs> drip until honestly, fre- senior high school, senior, senior year of college when I finally, oh yeah, I gotta, uh, you know, not look like a dork, but <laughs> I could act like one, but not dress <laughs> like one. But how about the times we would play like air hot, like floor hockey in the floor? Oh, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know how. And, 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 you know, like we were like, I would say the rowdiest floor, but we never got in trouble. That we really never, is you know, amazing. You know, you know, the RAs, you know, never bothered us. You know, no. and yeah, people remember remember those freaking guys over in King, three a.m. set the fire alarm off all the fucking smoking time. in the bathroom, and I'm like, and I will say, when you hear a super loud fire alarm at three o'clock in the morning, and you just you wake up to that sound, it's like, oh my god, the aliens Pain. finally are coming. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like. Like we're being invaded, and it's like, it's like, it's like, nah, some uh, some stoner two buildings over couldn't freaking keep his joint out of the smoke detector, you know? Oh my god, they could have do whatever that trick people do with the the uh, with the like the paper towels. I'd see people try yeah. that tr- paper towel trick, or could have just go outside. Just go outside, man. You did. Like, do you know how many spots there are on campus? You heard there are no spots to smoke weed on campus. But do you know how many spots there are on campus? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wink, wink, no judge. You know, like, like you have unlimited spots and you do it on the floor where there is just constant smoke detectors and there's it's being monitored and everything. Like, come and on, you can't, man. You can't, be, you can't really be comfortable doing that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Those bathrooms and too. Honestly, honestly, we were freshmen too. We didn't know better. We had eight a.m. the next morning. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know Friday classes too. Ah, oh, dude, that was that was rough. And so you know, get up and wait outside for like an hour. You know, like in, like in pajamas, just because you know some guy wanted to get high. All right, man. One of my favorite memories from <laughs> freshman year uh, on the dorm was there was one night that may or may not have happened. People are still listening, you know. <laughs> but like it was like one of like my first times like actually partying, you know. Yeah. And it was like a month in, and we just partied so hard. Mm-hmm. And freaking uh, Ryan actually gave me my first fireball shot ever. <laughs> and uh, I never knew what fireball was. If it wasn't for Ryan. And, you know, that night it was, wasn't for Ryan. <laughs> was a legendary, legendary night, man. The fireball and, shot. Man, you know, if I had a fireball shot right now, I'd probably just... <laughs> no, just oh, Ali, how do we... That how- right up. How did we drink Keystone back then? Newhart was a Keystone school. Dude, we were such a Keystone school, man. And, you know, I had a Keystone like a year out of college, right? And, <laughs> and, uh, oh my goodness. You know, like I was visiting the school. It was, I was for Spring Fling the year after we graduated, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, you know, like I'm relatively young, so I can go to Spring Fling. Yeah. Well, this is the last cap until they're like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, exactly. Here? You know, like anything past the year is like, all right, that's a little bit too much now. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, you know what? I'm here a year. All the guys that were attorney with me are still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's rage, you know. So you know, made the trek to Hartford, and you know, like I I wasn't thinking that I'm gonna be drinking Keystone for the next you know two days. You know, I just wasn't even thinking about it. Keystone. And I cra- and and then one one of the guys you know throws me a Keystone. I, cr- I crack. I take the first sip. Sip, and I'm like. Wow, this doesn't taste as good as I remember, you know? Right. Like, like no, like, like, like when you think that, like, like, oh yeah, Keystone wasn't that bad, you know? Like, it was pretty good, you know? Like after drinking hundreds of them over <laughs> a couple of years, you know, probably point out like, like thousands of them over a couple of years, you know? And then you have that first sip, and it's like, this is not that good. I used to drink this like every day. Yeah, that you know, was like, your was wrong with me. You had a, your dinners, your comments dinners, or you you take the hawk's nest food back home and have a keystone yep. with that. Yep, and like and like we thought we were classy doing it. Like like you bring like you know like a girl back to your dorm, right? And you're like, hey, girl, you want a drink? And you don't give her like a mixed drink or whatever. It's like, yo, here's a keystone. Here. <laughs> a People keystone. actually did that stuff, man. Like. Like, imagine, you know, like you partied hard, you know, you found the girl you want to bring back to your dorm. And then, you know, you, you get there and you give her a keystone. Like, what was what was your mind process in all of that? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a different time. But like, still, it's a keystone. What's a keystone? It's not even a cool sounding name for a beer. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you should always have some Bud Light in the fridge for the ladies, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at least that's relatively passable but you know when you drink like a, a can bear like a shock top or a blue moon or any yeah, ipa something that's not crap it's you know? it really does put everything in perspective and like how about the kids who would drink like dubra vodka oh, dude the dude. difference would you drink vodka out of a plastic container any alcohol. The plastic container, man, the fact that it was less than $10. Like, yeah. Like, get that at have, Jay's. 
Like, yeah, oh, Jay, man. Oh. <laughs> he he never ID'd. He was great. Yeah. Never ID'd. Yo, there's this Instagram page called Clout Russian of some guy who goes to you heart. All right. Because I saw him post some videos and stuff. Some of the library. Right he did he did a video at Jay's. And, I, and the first video, he was at Jay's. I'm looking at that guy and I'm like, like in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I don't want to sound like, like ignorant or something. That's definitely Jay from the liquor store, you know. Like, you know, like I don't want to sound ignorant to this guy, you know. Like, you know, it's just, you know, some, you know, you know, like, yeah. like any guy in the liquor store. But I was like, no, that's that is definitely Jay. Wow, from this the guy has a lot store, of followers. You know? I just pulled him up. Two hundred fifty-four thousand yeah. followers. Whoa. Yeah, and then he's like shotgun the beer from the library, and I'm like, who? You go to you heart like that is no <laughs> like no no idea like I'm just scrolling by honestly I don't even know how I started following him no idea how I started following I him. I have like a f- solid number of f- people from school following him he must he must be legit yeah yeah the next yeah. Logan Paul or something <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's also crazy <laughs> right <laughs> it's also crazy how much our school evolved from where we we started they pretty much renovated every building except the complexes yeah dude it's uh it's crazy you know like like you know they're constantly changing everything you know like uh you know what's the business building our back every the other renovation our back uh, yep <laughs> Um, GSU looks really good when I was there, you know, like, like, uh, like for the pandemic, you know, when I was there, like GSU looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know, you know, y'all did all these changes, like after the fact. Yeah, what's up with that? And then you know, the library and, is, is and yeah. stunning. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, the only change that we got was commons and preferably I prefer freshman year commons over anything else. <laughs> freshman year commons was the best commons. The food was better. The workers really were somehow nicer, you know, it would, and it was a seat, a food area and then a seating area. And the new oh, commons yeah. was everything is freaking mixed around. You have no idea where you're going. The food tasted worse somehow. Granted, it's our mark, you know, like food's gonna taste worse. Yeah, dude. How about you know what was disgusting at common is the ice cream? I'm like, Yeah, how, this doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah, the ice cream was shady. How did you feel about Hawk's Nest? I low well, I'll say I high key liked Hawk's Nest. Like I said, if Hawk's Nest was a chain, I would go here, you know. Well, once I don't in know a while. if you recall, man. I'm you did, you worked there. I worked at Hawk's Nest for uh for from freshman to junior year. I worked at Hawk's Nest. Yeah, that's and, right. You must have had some fun there. It was so so you know I met met some great people. You know, uh, uh, one of the managers and one of uh, um, old friends. You know, I so like I met at Hawk's. Nest, you know, I still talk to today. You know, yeah, uh, and Ryan people. worked there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually I'm pretty sure Ryan got me the job. At Hawks Nest. I am, <laughs> Sounds about right. Like, like I'm almost positive that Ryan got the job at Hawks Nest, and uh, you know, yeah, I worked there freshman year, uh, sophomore year. I was pledging and working there, and that was just rough. And uh, yeah, it, 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 sophomore years, I'm like, like my weight gain just skyrocketed because you know, I was at that point, you know, like you're eating greasy Hawks Nest food <laughs> four times a week, you know. And I will say, I think. Uh, out of my entire time working at Hawksness, I think I actually went to go eat at Hawksness like twice. 
ever. Fair enough. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I never wanted to step foot there, that, uh, there man. I, I did not want to step foot in the Hawks nest. It was, it was disgusting. Fair enough. I enough, definitely enough, see where you come from. We, uh, we ate it. I, I haven't been to a subway since school. I reckon I didn't work there, but I would have it on the uh, reg every dude. year, every day, pretty much. Yeah, and, uh, dude, don't get me started at subway. I was telling my parents the other day, you know, because um, so between junior and senior year, I lived on campus for free. I was working for Aramark on campus, <laughs> so they, they gave me free housing. And uh, um, I would pick up some shifts at subway, you know, during the summer. And then you know, between your mixture of you know working there and then you know senior year you know you know two o'clock in the morning what are you gonna go to eat you know come back from the yeah. bars come back from a party what are you like you know like what are you gonna eat you're gonna eat Subway eat there's fresh. a Subway next to Home Depot when I was working there and Uh-oh. I went there I went there once I took the first bite threw out the sandwich I couldn't Ooh. do it I literally almost just gag just the taste i'm like this is disgusting yeah and, and i ate that every day for like a year and a half straight and i mm-hmm. i regret it i regret it i can only imagine how my stomach will be if i had that i loved the turkeys and the meatball subs and all that but oh man you know one thing i would die for again that i genuinely liked i love the chicken palm sandwiches from hawk's nest I like the little paninis they made out of it. And then I did go to, it's funny. I did go to Moe's on the reg on, um, I forgot to add a Moe's, but, um, there's a Moe's in Midtown on, uh, I believe it's, I think it's 40th. I think it's 30th at Park Ave. And I would still go there too. And it's still like the same, but I have to say the U-Heart one was better than this Midtown one. Hey, 38th and Park Ave. That's not too far from my office. I'm on uh, I'm on 5th and 36th. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah if you need yeah. some nostalgia. Right by Bryant oh. Park. So. Oh, yeah. No, that's literally like like a few blocks from me. Yeah, no, I'll... Uh, if I ever want Moe's on my lunch break, you know, I'll <laughs> definitely know where to go. But I, you know, I'm pretty sure if I have Moe's on my lunch break, I'm not going to get home safe that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All about those. I don't know exactly from those great central commutes. Though I didn't, I lost my job at Bucks Bay Debbie, but you know, I got this out of it. So it's really not that bad at all. But can't wait to commute again and uh, rolling there. Yeah. So, um, so uh, where were you working before the pandemic? So right before the pandemic, I was working at a casting company called the Casting Depot. So reality TV show casting, pretty much. Okay. So that was a lot of developing shows for reality shows, selling them to various networks like an HGTV or MTV, Quibi, RIP. You know, obviously mm-hmm. those didn't last. Uh, Netflix, all those. So a lot of it reality TV show based. And uh, we also did some game shows as well. <laughs> we did some yep, game shows. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. We did. What's what's your cat's name, by the way? Uh, so this is uh, Willow. I actually have three cats. Willow. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is Willow. So that's my, that's my little baby. She's uh, she's uh, uh, the youngest one out of everybody. Oh, beautiful. So. Beautiful. Yeah. I have a cat named Larry. Oh, he, he does his thing. <laughs> exactly. So um, anyways, yeah. So Cassie Depot, we also did some YouTube shows and reality uh, uh, game shows. Like probably the most popular one was a show called Bestie Pigs Bay. 
And it is the <laughs> it's the love game. Yeah, the, it's the love game where pretty much you have a panel of people from all over, um, depending on the orientation, whether it's someone who's bi episode or straight or LGBTQ and stuff. And then the best friend would pick the person to go on the date for them. And my favorite, well, I miss it now. But at the time, it was challenging, but it was rewarding. I would uh, go recruit people throughout the city, um, especially when I had to do high school episodes. Like there would be ones with high school dates. I've always wondered why we do in high school kids. But hey, everyone needs love. Um, and I would go to the big high schools in New York City. And specifically the talent ones, whether it was Talent Unlimited High on the Upper East Side or LaGuardia or LaGuardia High School in um in uh <clears throat> in Lincoln Square. And I would just go around after school. Hey, you wanted to do this. And more more most of the time it would work, but I would have to uh and, you know, I'd have to put a little emphasis on it. Like, for instance, we would have legit YouTube stars. Well, I never heard of them, but, you know, they're, they're a nice following. But I would say possibly I would say possibly possibly Logan Paul's going to be on or possibly Josh Richardson. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to come on. I said, possibly. <laughs> and that's really that's honestly how you would learn, you know, and uh, it's a little white lies, you know, exactly. So, uh I would that was a lot of recruiting that and just trying to get people to to join the show. So that was the latest gig and yeah, awkward timing when that happened. But uh yeah, I was pretty down after losing that and then you know not commuting anymore. Took about a good through the summer until the September when I said like I need to figure out something because I know I'll be able to get work again. I have the qualified resume, but I don't want this gap to look bad. And mm-hmm. um I need to come up with something that I can use all these skills at once. Reckon I'm not getting paid for it, but it'll come together. That's where the podcast came from. Whether using my recruiting skills, uh, audio and visual, uh, and uh, social media promotion and distribution. And it's really turned to both a way to keep my career back on track, but it's been fulfilling because I get to talk with so many people, catch up with great people like here and you. It's uh, It's been really great, and I'm just excited to keep working on it. And I have a plan scheduled for when I do work again, and uh, the show's not going anywhere, so... No, I'm glad, man. I'm like, I'm glad, you know, you found yourself in the content game because, you know, the content game is never going to go away. Never going <laughs> to go away. And, you know, I really like the aspect of your show, you know, just uh, productive conversations. You know, it's uh, it's not truly about one thing. It's technically about a million things. You know, you exactly. can talk about anything and anything under the sun. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm very happy for you, man, that you found, you know, this, and you know, like you're, you know, you're filling the gap between, between resumes, you know, and you're doing something that you enjoy. In the that end, means a lot great. to me, Ali. Thank yeah, you I'm very good. much. And I got to shout out to my dad. Cause you know, while I was still here, still applying and still what I would call cold calling, soliciting the resume and stuff. And he would just pout and nag me about like, what are you doing? What's this? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm collecting unemployment and, you know, that's getting me by, but I still need something, you know, to, to earn it again and to have my craft. And well, I came up with the constant productive conversations because it's just one, it's genuine. Just talking about, and you could talk about anything it's productive because you can always learn from each other, but I can productively show off how cool my guest is. 
And then the audience gets to enjoy a convo between the both of us and they get something and we're staying productive that way. So while coming up with the name of the show, it was that's all all it was. And podcasts were the main thing, really. Podcasts and movies were what got me through the pandemic in any um, time of adversity. And well, I just came up. Well, Dad, I'm having productive conversations. We're being productive, making the show. And here we are. Very nice, man. Yeah, I'm very happy for you. And shout out to Dad. Shout out to Dad for sure. And how's things with you in the engineering field? I know you're back commuting. uh, Yeah. How do you like commuting again? And uh, how do you feel about the different Manhattan right now that we're living in? So I will say uh, Manhattan right now is different than what Manhattan was when I uh, first started coming back. So I started back coming back in the city the weekend of the the Tuesday after uh, Labor Day is the (laughs) one September, I think. Um, So, you know, we came back that Tuesday and first thing I noticed my train is dead. My train station, I parked right in the front, and I'm like, okay, that never happened. <laughs> I know. Um, I had I had a whole train car to myself, essentially, just all to myself. And it got to the it got to Grand Central. Now, last time I was in Grand Central, which was seven months ago, you know, back in back in March, is you know, you know, you can walk more than a foot without hitting someone at Grand Central. Yep. I walked off the train, walked on into the main Grand Central lobby, and it is empty. The only thing you see is the, is the cops, the National Guard, and like the occasional commuter. Yeah, you know, and it was it was wild. And then you know, walking outside, quiet, dead quiet. You know, you, like you can see, like hear the mice basically. You know, at this point, and you know, and. Uh, like my block, there's uh, there's two. So I'm on West 36, and there's two blocks, uh, two hotels in my block. And you know, with uh, you know Cuomo, he made most of the hotels homeless shelters during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is good. You know, you're helping those in need. The bad part about it is that West 35th and West 36. Grant, we are literally right in front of the Empire State Building, huge tourist area or X tourist area yeah right you know uh mm. so you know huge huge tourist populous area and the sh- dude my blocks were just run with homeless people mm. and you know it's it's upsetting you know you know they don't have anywhere else to go you know i understand that. i am sympathetic but you know you know they've gotten more aggressive since yeah. you know they're you know the no, they're not making their income anymore. You know, there's not a thousand people walking on the same street every five minutes, you know, to uh, give them some change, for example. And uh, I've had instances, you know, like, you know, like where I see a homeless person, like, you know, like start following people, getting aggressive with people. And, you know, the, uh, the block behind me, even worse. So, so like some of these hotels on my street, on the two entrances, one on West 35th and one on West 36th, which is my street. And, you know, like the West 35th size, needles everywhere. Mm. You know, dude, it was terrible. Needles, pipes, freaking, you know, like half half used joints and cigarettes just on the floor. And it was it was a mess, man. And uh, I will say now it's getting better. At least, you know, it's nice seeing more people on the streets. It's nice seeing, like, I saw, I saw a double-decker bus the other day. And I was like, wow, 
Wow. People are touring New York again. That's kind of cool. You know, like I saw a double decker bus. Never been happy to see tourists in general. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like if you, if you asked me a year and a half ago, what would I do when I see a double decker bus? Usually, you know, like flip them off or, <laughs> you know, say, you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, we don't want you back in New York to have our city, you know, Just, something stupid like that, you know. But now when I see a double decker bus, I'm like, oh my God. It's a tourist. Even if the empty bus, I saw it. I'm like, that. that yeah, there we go. You know, we're slowly yeah. getting back into the swing of things. For sure. You get the streets performers back. As long as they don't bother you. But, you know, that's at least exactly. something to, to, to take into strides. I mean, you know, you can't complain with the so with the empty train cars, you know, fighting for the fighting for trades, trying to get a three seater, um, not trying to sit in the middle. I've had a three seater to myself since September. Oh my goodness. You put your stuff there. Yeah, my stuff down. No one even dares to sit next to me. I'm like, all right, this is I hate the days when you go, especially in the morning. It's the worst of the morning when you have to put this like, hey, can I sit there? I mean, you can't say no. Even nine out of ten times you wish you could say no. Or like getting to the train earlier, because you know if you hit the train on time, you're not sitting. Just accept nope, that. Nope. Sit in, you're standing in the middle. You're, you don't have to run, make that rush anymore for uh, now. Pre, uh, pre-pandemic, the amount of uh, train trips I did standing for the whole hour yep. and 15 minutes on that train oh. back up to Westchester. You know, it, it was it was rough, man. No, that's a freaking long train ride. Never. It is never fun. You know, the word like... <laughs> It's hard to, to criticize this because I know I've definitely done this at this at some points in my life is when I have to work late and I go, we always know the last three, the one it goes 1247-107-147. And if you hit one of those three chains, you're probably going with the with people hungover, fucked up, still drunk. Mm-hmm. And I would and I can't say like I can't criticize it because I've definitely been had a few too many and I won't say I've been the disruptive, but, you know, I know, you know, people are young and then you have that is like people screaming. And I was like, oh, I just finished this overdoing OT. And oh, man, I, I, I definitely don't miss that. I'm, I'm sure either. It's uh, it's been it's been nice having a quiet train ride because, you know, you know, you just pop in your headphones and you're good to go. You know, the loudest thing you'll ever hear on the train nowadays is a crying baby. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You know, besides that, it's it's like scary quiet. You know, like like no one's talking to each other. Like um I have a friend who gets on the train with me every once in a while. And you know, like I try talking to him, but I'm like I always find myself now whispering. I'm not even the quiet <laughs> part, you know, mind you. I'm, I'm literally in the first car, but, but but like I'm whispering to hit to him and I'm like, this is weird, you know. Like usually it's very loud in here. Everyone's talking. Everyone's just to themselves. Yeah. And, and you know, like I feel like if I'm talking, I'm just disturbing everybody else right now, you know. And I'm like, I'm just trying to have a conversation. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about you what you did last weekend. Yeah, exactly. I guess not. <laughs> and also just a strategy of um, having the alarm set when you when you do when you get in the train you have to first have your ticket checked and then you could take a nap because the worst mm-hmm. is when you take a nap and the conductor has to awkwardly wake you up oh, oh sorry so 
so right now, so on, so I'm on the Hudson line, and uh, so oh, they T. added. Harlem line. Oh, there you go, Harlem line. New Haven. I see you. <laughs> I see you. And uh, so you know, I get on at the one before Crown Harmon, and you know they added Austining and Terrytown, and sometimes Yonkers too. Our uh, to our line now, you know. Usually before it was Crown Harmon, you go to the city. After that, you know, yeah, send out to Harlem. But uh, now they added a few more stops, so they stopped checking the tickets at Crown Harmon. Oh, so now at that point, you know, like we get to Terrytown, and I'm and I'm there. I'm usually like already knocked out, and they wake me up, and I just look at this conductor, and I'm like. <laughs> I see you every day. You should know who I am. Right yeah, now, right? right. Like, <laughs> like, like I have a monthly ticket or something to scan, something to check. You should know. Exactly. Why are you, why are you waking me up? All right. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they just wake me up and I'm like, see, but I'm like, my thought process is there's no one on the train. Why can't you just check the tickets? I'm calling Harmon so I can just go to fuck sleep. Yeah, right. I I hate you know when you buy your monthly ticket that damn three hundred dollar plus monthly ticket. Mm-hmm. I get mad when they don't check. I I the, Yo, when I would do sorry. like I used to when I would before I went full time and do part time and do the ten trip pass. I mean, it's awesome when you get a free ride. They straight forget. That's oh. the one thing you could get away with, kinda in a crowded train. But then when you have the monthly tickets, like check this, make sure I got it. Yeah, there it. So, like, I didn't start doing the monthly until like February. But uh, this this conductor, he transferred lines sadly, but he would never check my ticket. Never. <laughs> and from September to February, you know. I had 10 trips, you know, I was just using yeah. 10 trips and, you know, in the first month back, you know, I saw this guy, his name is Kevin, you know, awesome dude. You know, he's just like, he's just, he's like this uh, six foot three guy tattoos all over, mm-hmm. you know, I just, just like, look, badass you know, motherfucker, badass motherfucker. And, and, and every day I see him, he's in the front, gives me a fist bump. Yo, what's up, Kevin? What's up, Ali? Word. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel, you know. Hell yeah. Day you sit. Hell yeah. And then you know, I sit down. He comes to my seat, fist bumps me. I'm like, doesn't check, doesn't check my ticket. So there was a point now for those four months, so four to five months, that two ten trips lasted me the whole month. Oh, and right that's now, lucky. all trains are off peak. So I'm buying an off peak. Yeah. For that's important. For 112 bucks. And I am only using five of them a week because my, my homeboy, Kevin, over here doesn't check my ticket. Yeah. Now, now, my morning conductor, we'll call her Karen. She's kind of. <laughs> I've had way more Karens than Kevin conductors. I'll tell you that. You know, Karen, Karen, uh, it's, honestly, it could be her real name, too. You know, for all I know. <laughs> you know, but she just, yo, bro, she even scans the monthly ticket when I'm like, oh, that's, says, that's whack. <laughs> Pull at, it at down. Point, at that point, you're just being obnoxious, you know, yeah. like, like you're just being obnoxious. Like, it says the word monthly. All right, I'm not that skilled. Yeah. This, for how you much know? you all charge us for that ticket, like, yeah, damn. Yeah, like. Like bitch, you're charging me four hundred bucks a month to get on this train. All right, so mm-hmm. so don't scam my ticket. Don't you know? Don't make me reach. Sorry for my rant here, but like you know, like oh, you I hear fellow, you, man. You know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you a fellow commuter, you understand 
the struggle of yes. to the city on, on the on the Metro North. You are paying an overpriced ticket for absolutely no reason except to sit on a train. And then they have the audacity to raise the ticket price for no reason. Literally. When, when I first started coming to the city, the ticket cost from uh, from Peekskill it was like three fifty roughly you know yeah and that's still now, stupid <laughs> but now it's 390 bro like yeah. how do you how do you increase like 12 percent? yeah mine was like, first starting and when i was first interning it was yeah about from norwalk south or east it was 312 and now it's about 375 it's gross and you know what i learned man these people who commute from like poughkeepsie and like yeah. southwest you know but like they're paying like 550 a month you could get a solid like, shitty like, apartment for that. Not even that. That's like you can get like two car payments right there. Yeah, every month, exactly. You know? Like like you could lease two cars a month for the money that you're paying to get on this freaking train. And all the park. So, I don't know how it works in Peekskill, but the parking, the, the, yeah. at least Norwalk, yeah. on top of your trade fee, then your parking fee. Yeah. I mean, I that South Norwalk has a parking garage. <laughs> And then they have the, you know, the parking mobile app, $12 a day, five days a week, that's $60 a week on your parking. Bro, bro. So, so I, so my state, so uh, my station is the Cortland station. It's between Peekskill and Crown Harmon. You know, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, like that distance is like, it's like a 10 mile distance, you know, like overall from, from those two stations. Even less than that, probably. And you know, Peekskill charges eight bucks a day. Crone Harmon charges like fifteen bucks a day. Now, me, I've been going to the Peekskill train station my entire life. You know, yep. like I live, I live like five minutes from it. I live five minutes from it my entire life. You know, and so, so I, I never heard of the Cortland train station, which is literally like two miles away from Peekskill. <laughs> so parking there is four bucks a day. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, bruh, the parking permits I got a six month permit for 300 bucks Jeez. at this train a station, whole half year just like that whole half year for 300 bucks that's how's that chrono and you can do the weekends too they with were, it too yeah yeah at chrono Harmon, they charge uh charge 200 bucks a month for a parking permit like it's it's ridiculous funny you I'm say like, that like Cortland and chrono Harmon are literally five minutes apart why is it so much more expensive because they don't want us to succeed. I mean, mm-hmm. I know at Darien, I again, $12 a day is South Norwalk. Then we have another train station, East Norwalk. But hear this. You were, at, I don't know. And I literally reached out to my state senator about this. In the East Norwalk station, you couldn't park on the weekdays. You could park on the weekends, but you can't park on the weekdays. It's almost, it's, it's funny. Like, it's literally funny. Like, and that, that's so weird too. And it was eight most, bucks for that. It's it's weird because most train stations they offer free parking on the weekends. Yeah. You know, like like weekends and holidays. You know, there's usually uh, free parking. You know, you know they don't they don't ticket you or anything. And but uh, you know the fact that you know, they just charge a ridiculous amount. So it's like now. You know, like you're paying a car payment to own the car. Then you're yep. paying to you're paying to put the car somewhere for 10 hours a day and then you're paying to sit down 
for four hours a day, you know, like it's just at this point, it's like, like, I'm pretty sure it's costing me more to go to the city than, than I'm making. Yeah. That's, that's always been such a debate. Like what, where, where, where am I being less fucked in yeah. this? And like, and like in my company, you know, like I'm, I'm one of the farthest living people, you know, like mm-hmm. when, you know, someone like when I first started, you know, you know, like now everyone knows where I live, you know, everyone knows how far I live from, from, from the city. But when I first started, they were like, you fucking commute like two hours a day. And I'm like, each way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I commute four hours a day, basically. You know, that's just my life. Yeah, right that now, is that know? is crazy. Just, Would you, you consider know, moving either closer or moving to the city? Um, closer, definitely. You know, once uh, once the missus gets back up to New York in, yep. uh, in August, you know, then the, you know, at that point it's going to be, you know, the, you know, the plan to move closer. And, you know, you know, bless her soul, you know, she even brought up that, you know, she wants to make sure we live somewhere where my commute is lessened. That's and very I'm like, sweet. yo, if we lessen my commute, I would, I would love you forever. You know, just, you know, <laughs> just give you a heads up because, you know, I'm pretty sure I can't keep doing this four hour a day thing. Look, like my commute basically a part time job. It, it it does drain and it's amazing the people who've done it for like 20 30 years in the same years, spot i'm like how do you do it i've done it for so i've been at the company for three years and seven days officially you know yeah, I, had look my, at that. I had my anniversary at the company and uh congratulations there thank you and if it wasn't for that break with the pandemic from working from home for those six months you know like I would have been commuting for, you know, these three years. And I'm like, I'm sick of it. How are people, you know, who, who've been living in Poughkeepsie their entire lives, yeah. you know, you know, they have a six hour commute a day each, <laughs> each day, you know? And I'm like, how, how are you doing? Is it worthwhile? Like, that's like me in New Haven, like where I do in the new, it's both the New Haven Harlem line and people who do commute from New Haven. Like, you know, I made the Kersey. Yeah. She did. We keep it for New Haven. Like, girl, I, girl, like, you are dedicated. I give you a lot of credit. Um, and yeah, mine was an hour, hour back. Sometimes I didn't mind. Sometimes it, you, know, I, I'll tell you why. I definitely mind when I'm cramped in the train, but mm. um, sometimes not. It, it just depends. And it's just, but you know, it does drain you. It really does. No matter how you are. And uh, you know, whether it's getting the extra sleep on the train or getting that extra work in, it's uh it's crazy how the times are. And, and before yeah. then, you know, obviously it, it stopped in March, but before then I was five years straight from interning. And, uh, and, um, now I just come back for interviews and opportunities there. So, you know, getting ready for that again. And, you know, what was cool. I've been getting some noise with this podcast and especially since I developed the website. So there's some been digital marketing opportunities talked about, you know, and seeing where that goes. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's crazy though. And I low key miss it. I'll be into the monthly commuting again for maybe three weeks and then like, okay, let's figure yeah. out uh, what else we could do. And, and you know, you know, like I will say, you know, you know, like some days the commute feels like it's five minutes, you know, it really like, does. Yeah. Like I get on the train, next thing I know, I'm in Terrytown. I'm like, oh, I only got like two stops left, you know. And then some days, you know, like you know, like an hour and a half goes by, and then it's like, okay, we're at Harlem, and I'm like, how are we only in Harlem? You know, been been here for like like an hour, you know. <laughs> at one twenty fifth station, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially it, especially it's better in the summer. I will say that, you know, when you do, mm-hmm. could be a bag. It is dark. It's like, bah. 
Yeah. But and that's the big thing, you know, like uh, today I'm on, on the train going home and the sun is just hitting my face. <laughs> At that moment, I was like, not going to lie. It was kind of nicer when it was dark out. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, though, you know, like I'm on the train at the perfect time. I got to see a sunset over the mountains, basically, over yeah, like Rockland so County. Mm-hmm. You know, I, get, like I see a, like a sunset every single day, basically. And it's, it's, it's nice. You know, the, just two things. One, yeah, you're mostly on the – it's pretty weird. I just separate from the red trains and the blue trains. Mm, yeah, I'm on and the you, green trains. Or green trains. Yeah, green train, I mean. Um, what stinks – I don't know if it changed now, but do you have power outlets in the trade still? I know at one point you didn't. Yes, we do. Um, but we only have them at the four-seaters and by the door mm-hmm. of each car. So – but only one of the four seats. So usually when you walk into a car, the four seater that's on the left side of you has the outlet. Oh, and okay. then also what I found out, cause I saw some guy like, like we're in like, like the middle of the car, man. Like, you know, he's all around. Like we're in the middle and I see him bend down and plug his phone in and I'm looking down at my seat and I'm like, I don't have an outlet <laughs> at him and he has an outlet at his seat. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so every day I'm, I'm on the train and I look down. It's the 16th seat in the train mm. that has an outlet into it. And I'm like, I would have never. So now, you know, like when I get on the train, I try to aim for that, that 16th seat. That you know, 16th. It's, it's, it's weird. It's so weird. I will say the one thing about the red trains that are cool is they every single seat does have an outlet. And, mm-hmm. and how about also, Ali, when they do the really old trains? Like the, so, the shitty trains. So my trains, my trains are the old shitty trains. Oh, so okay. The, so on my line, the express trains are the old shitty ones, mm-hmm. and the local trains are the new ones. But what I what I learned was the old shitty trains used to be the New Haven Lines trains, and yeah, and uh, exactly, I know those. all about those. <laughs> and then when when Connecticut refunded the new red trains, you know, you, you get out the, like, the, like the nice seats and the nice mm-hmm. bathrooms and everything. Connecticut gave all those trains to the Harlem and Hudson line, <laughs> all the old ones, you know, so, <laughs> you're welcome. <Ollie. laughs> so, you know, like we're still rocking on these old, uh, these old shitty trains and it's, uh, with the really fat, like, uh, like that open, it's almost like a warehouse with you enter the train, those doors. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. man. And it's, uh, Oh gosh, yeah, no, it's uh, some shitty trains, man. Shitty, shitty trains. You know what we missed, Dolly? And it really makes me jealous when they talk about the drink carts where you they used to be able back in the day you could go and get a drink like happy hour after work. Man, we really missed that. You always hear rumors that they're gonna bring them back, but I doubt it. Like uh, the Metro North would be significantly better with a beer in my hand. But granted, <laughs> though, you know, now you know, like on Metro North, you know, you, you know, like they don't give a shit if you bring beer onto the train. They really don't. You know, like, like especially uh, when you uh, commute the, home. Yeah, yeah, because you know you have the Rite Aid right there, and then you have a few mm-hmm. other beer spots on the other side of the station. And, and sometimes even the carts booze. too. Yeah, and. You know, like, you know, they also booze. So, like, when I go to the right, I see people, you know, with like five, six beers just in their hand because it's selling by the singles, you know, and they just bring it onto the train. They're just 
boozing away and i'm like how do you how Long do you drink day. Six, like like how bad was your day that you're drinking six cores lights on this train every <laughs> single day all right like like how bad is your job that this is what you do every day dude i can't imagine how people really drank and work Mm-hmm. back whether back then or even people in startups now who do it i used to work at a yeah. we work space so you could get free beer and i okay. did go one time I, I did get it and i was like man i can't this is great but like i can't focus <laughs> no no it's uh it's rough but it's hopefully rough. someday we get those at least get those trade cards back yeah, man, you know, something to make the Metro North a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> Nothing, the but, man, Ali, we've been killing it for an hour and a half. I've had a really great blast catching up with you, man. I really hope you'd want to do this again because you're a really Absolutely. great guest. Absolutely. Oh, this man. Was, this, this was... Like I was, I was a little bit nervous at first, but this was actually a lot of fun. Not gonna lie, I I definitely hardcore enjoyed this, and I'd love to do it again one day. Oh man, I will hold you to it, man. And you know, once I commute back, man, we definitely catch up in person too. Yeah, man. Uh, if you're ever in the city, you know, hit me up. I'm there every day, forty hours a week. So <laughs> definitely, my man. Yeah, definitely. Go there post five o'clock. I know a good, a good, you know, a good few bars in my area. Shout out to the Playwright Pub. Yeah, I know that. Is. I've seen that. Yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> do that, man. We'll definitely do that. Top of you coming back on the show to be one of my recruiting guests. That that that's really cool. Like you're just great stories, great energy, and I really appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, man. Absolutely, man. You're welcome. There's just one last thing we have to do. It's called the Prowse Questionnaire. It's 10 short and deep questions. And yeah, Ali, you're gonna, I'm gonna love your answer to this. I just know it. So you ready to do your Prowse Questionnaire? Yeah, let's do it. All right. My first question for you is on the Prowse Questionnaire is what is your favorite word? Oh, my favorite word. It's in Spanish, it's albahaca. Yeah, all that all of those letters and it fucking means basil. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Quick, best bagel spot in New York that you go to. Oh, absolutely. It is on 37th and uh, 37th and Mad. It's a small mom and pop shop. Don't know the name of it, but I go there every once in a while. Pretty solid. All right. Solid, uh, solid veggie cream cheese. Love it. Love it. You know what's, uh, wow. Okay. I've lost my train of thought. Bagels. Um, it will come back to me, but love Bob and Pop Shops. Bagels. Oh, you know, what's a really good. They have them spread out. My favorite muffin is the mill. You might seen some around. Yeah. Yeah. There's a mill right next to my office. Yes. Best yeah. muffins. I love the muffins there. Very good. My second question in this questionnaire, what's your least favorite word? Oh man, my least favorite word. Honestly, it's more of a general one. Every any word that has an S and a P like next to it, because you know I have a stutter, so you know those words sometimes make it quite rough to to (laughs) say. I've gotten better at it, but like you know I. I used to not be able to say uh, stupendous. I used to, be, I used to say like, stupendous, you know, and mm-hmm. it never come out. So uh, I can never say the word stupendous, you know, that's just a bad one for me. All right. Well, that is not stupendous, 
but you know what? You're stupendous in general. Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. So this not question is not a sexual question, though people have said sex answered sex in this and you know they do them but this is more of just a life and fulfillment question but what turns you on in this world honestly man it's it's just you know like the community and stuff you mm-hmm. know like like i see a whole group of people just like you know like coming together and stuff i'm just like fuck yeah you know that is that's what's up that's that what i'm is, talking that about. is what's up you know man you know it's like it's like this is this is fucking awesome like for example i saw this one picture of, of this, uh, this guy in a wheelchair at a metal concert and the people were just lifting him up helping him helping him crowd surf you know like that's that's fucking awesome that that really is that's that that's 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 what life's all about man giving everyone a chance oh, to enjoy it oh yeah so having said that too is what turns you off in this world ignorant people ignorant. To that. Just, if you're just if you're just ignorant and you know you're ignorant and you keep being ignorant because you know you're ignorant and you know that people hate when you're ignorant that makes you ignorant <laughs> all right and that makes you freaking ignorant and i hate that shit damn fucking straight man what sound or noise do you love the clack of the train ticket <laughs> oh, when man. they did have oh. those nah man they still use those uh, those those clippers man yep. when i hear that that's when i wake oh, up I after you. a nap like when i have a little nap <laughs> okay we gotta go you hear uh you hear it click click uh no one of one of my Tickets, tickets. That's sound. another one too. <laughs> yep, yep. As one guy, he goes tickets, tickets, and I'm like, all right, bro, don't, don't sound too hostile. You, uh, you clearly, you clearly love your job. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite sounds is right. Hold up, I'm gonna try and do it. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Ah, uh, that's a really good one. Don't forget the dun dun. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I love that stuff, man. It's just like, <laughs> like I would. Like I love the city enough where it's like like it's a awesome place to be. Don't get me wrong. I don't ever wanna live in Manhattan. That's just way too much for me. Mm-hmm. Just like be on the fucking just like think I'm like, all right, bro, I'm standing clear. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, man. So what sound or noise do you hate? Oh man. Oh, give me a second on this one. I usually get a... Okay, I so like I'm not really good with uh, with horror movies, mm-hmm. but uh, when I hear like a like a very wet stabbing, it's oh like, yeah, you know a stabbing sound where like you can just like how is someone full of that much blood in them? You know, like it sounds a Tarantino like movie. You yeah, that sound. Yeah, man. Like you it's kill just, Bill and stuff. It's like it's like it's like I'm watching the movie. I'm almost like, damn, you know, like that. Yeah, that's a really great answer for for yeah, this question. No. Not, it really not does sound stabbing sounds. You know, it's just it always sounds like you're stabbing like like a wet grapefruit or something. You know, just like <laughs> oh. weird, weird stuff. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? See, like, I don't want to be basic and say fuck, but. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty I'm popular sure. one. 
like like my yo, my most my most used curse word is is fuck. Absolutely. Um but like I love to add like variations of it like like fuck face or fuck head or you know like like dipshit, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I always I always like to make it, you know, like more more soothing to the, to the ear, you know, because like, when someone just says, like, ah, you fuck, it's like, no, it's like, no, it's like, it's like, ah, you fucking asshole, son of a bitch, you know? Like, yeah, you know, like, son of a bitch. If you're gonna, if you're gonna curse, you're gonna, you know, like, you should curse. Yeah, let it out. You, you know? motherfucker. You, you, mother, you, you fucking talking to me? You know? <laughs> like, uh, my girl's Italian, so it's like, I've been, I've been practicing my, uh, my mafia voice, you know, like, <laughs> You talking to me, you know? You know, you know what's funny about um you know what's funny about uh um the when it comes to fuck you see the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Dude, how about uh Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> the amount of times they say fuck I, I think it's literally the most times isn't it isn't it used. the most the most time a movie is used the word fuck in a yeah. movie? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and sometimes it's just like they're genuinely just trying. Like, there's a chant where Jonah Hill just says, "All right, guys, say fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the only time I thought like, okay, like you guys could definitely not use. The, I mean, I get it; the investment banking business is pretty savage, but they can't be using it that much. Or maybe I'm completely wrong. I have to, I'd have to interview one and see if it's like that. But no. That's that my favorite, uh, favorite movie. Wolf of Wall a great movie. Yeah. A fucking great movie. <laughs> That's exactly what they would say. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Screen Junkies, Honest Trailers, but that was the joke when they would say it. Leonardo the fucking Caprio. Honest chill, uh, Trailers, dude. Oh, <laughs> no way. Shouts to Screen Junkies. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's vo- uh, voiceover is just... Epic voice guy. Oh, my God. So good. It generally is great how every single how they stay relevant with every single new movie, mm-hmm. and it's always funny. Like, yeah, it doesn't get dull. I mean, sometimes you question the movie choices, but um, but besides that, uh, it's it's that's my favorite channel. I can never like my get favorite video that he did was when he did the DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and and like he would he would he did the whole thing like in rhyme, you know. And I just, <laughs> that, that was like a little like a great touch, you know. Yo, my favorite one was um, when they had Deadpool come on the real Deadpool. <laughs> yep. Yep, and, then, and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds took over the narration. Yeah, he just roast them. You guys definitely picked at Frozen. <laughs> yep, and then when he does like uh, the funny names. Oh and, yeah, and Deadpool's like, 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 oh, can I try some? You know? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite when they made fun of the Fast and Furious, and then they do the car puns, and it's like you know, uh, car puns like, like Rocker Walker or something, or Lightning McQueen, and they say Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> classic man, classic. Oh, man. Good stuff. So. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I've always wanted to be like a rock star. Yeah. Like never too late. You know, I always wanted to just slap that bass in uh, the professional setting. You know, I've always wanted to get good. You know, like I've practiced and stuff. I was just never in the the opportunity, like never like a rose where I wanted to be in a band or something. And I was Mm -hmm. like, eh, I'm just going to, 
you know, like get a more realistic career, like uh, get some money first. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. get some money first. But hey, you know, it's plenty of rock stars that uh, you know get their start in old age. Exactly. You know, the guitar, uh, the guitar player for uh, the Offspring, he was a janitor. Really, I didn't know that. What his yeah. name's Noodles, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was a janitor at like like at a high school or something, and then they you know, took him up to play guitar, and he was like significantly older than the other guys. Yeah. Um Eddie Vedder was a security guard at a power plant before Pearl Jam. Damn, yeah, man. You know, like anyone can get their uh, get their go at it. Absolutely. You know, anytime. You got my solo, support, man. Yeah, man. Han Solo was a carpenter at age thirty four. Yep. That's right. The Harrison Ford. And think about that. That's, you know, that's a long time until we turn 34. Yeah. That's when he started. Yeah. He's a living legend. So, yeah. And, you know, at that point, you know, like imagine all the movies that he did afterwards, you know, right? at such a late age, you know, like, you know, like you watching the end Jones and you're thinking that he's been acting his entire life. Coolest. But, one of the coolest openings is when he comes out of the light and it's Indiana Jones. Yeah, buddy. Yep. That's another movie coming back. They're rebooting. Apparently, they're doing a fifth one for some reason. And uh, wow. <laughs> right, Did Harrison Harrison Ford okayed that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. If if you watch the last Star Wars movie, the uh, the Rise of Skywalker, yep. So then, theater. You know, um, Her- when when Harrison Ford had that two minute cameo in that movie. <laughs> He he looked like he just walked on set and just said, "All right, that's over with." Yeah, give me you know, my money. Know, like his his hair is all messy. He's just like, I don't want to be here right now. You know, like why did you who who thought to bring me back? You know, like literally <laughs> those two minutes that he was on screen, it was like I'm just doing this for a couple of bucks, and then when I get the hell out of here, <laughs> I I have to see. You know, according to this, he is 78. He turned 79 in July. Wow. Imagine eighty year old Ferris Ford. I mean, I, I'm looking at it right now. It is they are. It says out of February 2020, they're expecting to do a fifth Indiana Jones. So that's we'll we're see. Poor, poor eighty year old Harrison Ford. You know, do <laughs> do an Indiana Jones movie like like the last one that came out. It was what like like fifteen years ago or something. Yeah, like 2008. That. Like, they did the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, we were freaking kids. That was that was thirteen years ago. You know, like he was like in his, you know, like mid sixties at that point. Yeah. At that point, you would think, all right. So, little technical difficulties, but we're back. And thank God because they would not want to lose all that footage. But, um, anyways, yeah, Harrison Ford. He's 80 years old, coming back, and well, He's still doing his thing. I mean, what a world we live in to make that possible. Um, like, I'm pretty sure he just wants to retire, man. You know, <laughs> this guy is, you know, he's probably kicking himself in the butt for being too iconic because now he's still doing stuff at 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we appreciate Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, what profession would you not like to do? Ooh. What profession would I not like to do? Honestly, accounting. Mm-hmm. Not, not my thing, man. And granted, you know, like I'm a numbers, you know, like math guy, but that's just like numbers. 
straight down. That's all yeah. we do from morning to night. You know, between like December and May, you don't have a life. Yeah, especially when they have the tax seasons and they, you know, uh, like fit end of the fiscal years. Like, I, I, I dated someone whose roommate was uh, accountant, and she had the weirdest hours, man. In that, in that seats, in the tax season, man, it's yeah, unbelievable. Man, you know, you know, they're working like crazy, like like dogs, man. You know, granted, you know, like some some CPAs make a good a good chunk of uh, of change. But like I couldn't, I couldn't see myself doing accounting, man. That is just, that's like intense yeah. at that point. I definitely couldn't. hear you on that. And you know, like I watched this uh, show, uh, Who Killed Sarah. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's brand new on Netflix, and they, they had this line. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase here because you know, something in Spanish, so I'm just gonna you know, paraphrase it. But uh, he said, you know, someone who's equally as dark as the villain is the villain's accountant. <laughs> Essentially, you know. That's a you good know, one. That's deep. I like that. Because, you know, freaking accountant, man, he knows everything that you're doing. You know, yeah. if you're a, like a multi-billionaire bad guy, like, for example, like Pablo Escobar, imagine how corrupt Pablo Escobar's accountant was. Yeah, right? You know, because this guy knows. They really know. That, you know, like, he knows what Pablo did with that $5,000. He used to kill somebody, probably. You know, like, he knows the about business it. business manager. It's not like the business manager at Entourage. Really. Yeah, that guy just yelled. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you have, like, your small little business accountant, and then you have, you know, like, Escobar's accountant. And that, right. at that point, you know, <laughs> it's just, you went from, you know, like, a, a nine-to-five job to being corrupt. <laughs> Money really talks, man. Money really yeah. talks. And then they always kill the accountants when people start getting onto them. They always kill the accountants first. Got you. Because, and it- because you know, you know, uh, they'll rat on you. They have no loyalty. They're your accountant. They have yeah. zero loyalty to you. But you know, that guy will kill off his accountant in a second. Yeah, you hear much. you hear stories of accountants getting shady too behind closed doors. You get the most personal information. Yeah. And uh, I mean, damn. Oh yeah. So my last question today, Ali, till next time. If heaven exists, what would you like God to hear say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ooh, if heaven exists, what would God say to me? I hope when I you know when I get up there, he says, What up, G? And that would be that would be awesome. And I'll be like, all right, cool. I made it. Amen. uh, Speaking of God, amen. You know, uh, Ramadan starts uh, in like six days. So yeah, I saw that. All my Muslims out there, you know, get ready. Uh, uh, The Hunger Games begin. (laughs) Yeah, I really respect that. And you know, with the great cause, and uh, and you know, I'm sure. Does as you get older, has it gotten easier to do? Does it seem like the month gets faster? As you it, get older, it does it does get easier relatively? You know, it didn't help that the past like ten years Ramadan has been between you no, know, so you know it goes back eleven days every year. Yeah, but, you know it's been between September and you know up till now, you know like May, and when I was in school, luckily, remember uh, Ahmad. Yep. You know, I'm from college. So luckily, you know, I can, good guy. You know, like all the, you know, those four years, great guy. Those four years in college, Ramadan was in the summer every time. Yeah. And the, huh? 
a week after we graduated or the year after we graduated, Ramadan would have started during senior week. Nah, that would that would have been a bad time. (laughs) Luckily, the year we graduated, Ramadan started a week after we graduated. So I'm, I'm home. I'm grad months. I'm not in Hartford anymore. Oh man, that was that was close. That was a close one. That that would have that would have been something to keep up with. But uh, yeah, hey. that would put a yeah, that would put a little damper on senior week that year. <laughs> <laughs> Got with a lot of money at when that Mohegan night because mm-hmm. yeah, so they just strive mm-hmm. for. But Ali, you're the man. You, you and this was great, man. A two hour classic one again. I can't wait to do this again. And trust Absolutely. me, once I start working again, I'm hitting you up and we could get a happy hour and catch up even more in person. But do you have any other last words to say, Ali, before we go? I just want to say thank you for having me, Matt. You know, this show, this show is awesome. What you're doing here is very cool. And I look forward to, you know, future shows with people. You know, look forward to listening to more of your podcast and, you know, discussing all the guests you have on and just keep grinding, man. I'll keep it up day by day. Definitely, man. It's it's really easy. I'll tell you, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's easy and so enjoyable when I have guests like you, man. And it's I really oh, appreciate, you. like I said, I appreciate you a lot. And, and this this is great. Happy Ramadan. Again, congratulations to your engagement. When you go to Florida, be safe out there. Have some fun. And shouts to Laura, too, for what she's done in the health and all her colleagues in the healthcare field. This is really great. Again, just man. Like I said before, this show, great vibes all the time with the great Ali Youssef. And I can't wait to do this again. You have a great night, my friend, and stay awesome. Can't wait to talk again. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Have a great night, Ali. You too, man. Ali Youssef, you are one fantastic human being. Thank you so much for an incredible appearance on the Productive Conversations podcast. Much love and appreciation, bro. I can't wait to talk to you again. And with that, that wraps up this week of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will be on my way Saturday morning to get that second COVID vaccine shot. I will enjoy Mother's Day with my mother, my aunts, and my grandmother. I will continue to push through in this life, and I expect and hope for you, the greatest listeners and fans in the world, to enhance your life as well. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Ali Youssef, for coming on. Couldn't thank you enough. And yeah, I just want to say it again. Thank you to the greatest listeners and fans in the world. Words cannot describe my appreciation for every single one of you. Now let's have a great weekend. Let's enjoy ourselves and let us live the best life we can live. We're back on Monday with my great buddy, Alex Ranello, And then we have some more guests in store at the end of the week. But until then, make this one of the best weekends you have ever had. I believe in you. Shoot your shots. Do something different. Enhance yourself. Have a better life. I believe in you. Your family believes in you. Your true friends believe in you. And I know you believe in you. Now go do it. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will see you on Monday. And have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.